What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Yeah, welcome in everyone. It's your boy, the closer, Chris Ventra. I'm alongside, of course, Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and George Kurtz on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, we better get that going today. Barstool Brian, Alex Paisano, shout out to the pit. Um, Let's get right down to business. Fantasy Taz, our New York football giants have decided to hire Joe Judge. Special teams slash wide receivers coach for uh, New England Patriots for like the last eight years. I think he's a new special teams coach. He was more of the wide receivers coach for a long time. Uh, worked under Saban back in like 2009, I believe, for three years uh, as an analyst. So what do you think of this, Taz? You got well, actually, I think he's been doing special teams all the time. He's with the Patriots. Has he? Um, I, th- I think so. Uh, we're still learning a lot about him. It's yeah. a name that came up out of nowhere mm-hmm. uh, for most of us anyway. No, not too many people even speculated about him coming in. And uh, it's just the whole thing was kind of interesting. They they said they wanted Rule. Rule said he wanted here. Um, they didn't fly down to meet Rule. Carolina did. But then even before Rule signed the contract in Carolina, he called New York and said, okay, you got one last chance. You want to match this offer? Get me up yeah. there. And they said no. And a few minutes later, they signed Judge. Yeah. Um, really threw everybody for a loop because everybody at that point was thinking Jason Garrett was the next head coach of the Giants. And you know, ultimately, I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that Garrett's not the head coach. But uh, we're hear- hearing rumblings, of course, that maybe Garrett gets signed as the OC for the New York Giants. 
under Joe Judge. Uh, you know, Joe Judge, obviously inexperienced. Uh, he wasn't even a coordinator. That's the thing that worries me the most, I think. I think. Well, he was he was a special teams coordinator for them. All right. Okay, but special teams coordinator, I feel like, I don't know. Yeah, well, I, usually you, saw, you had an OC or a DC, not necessarily a special teams coordinator, you know? Yeah, but how, how often, again, we, we've talked about this yesterday with George, and mm-hmm. I'll welcome him back into this conversation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we talked about it. You know, how long are we going to keep going with the same retreads over and over yeah. and over and over? Sometimes you got to give a new guy a shot. I, I, I agree. I guess that's what they're doing. A lot of people. Uh, you know, or talking judge up as being that top level kind of guy that they think could have some kind of success yeah. at this point. I don't know enough about him to doubt them. So I'm going to go with them. I'm glad we took somebody different. I'm glad we took somebody different. And I agree. You got to take a shot. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not doubting him yet. I just worry. Cause we also could have got a bunch of other different, uh, coordinators that would have been first time head coaches. Uh, the one I was really looking for, and I think Greg Sussman uh, was with me on this one. Um, defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens uh, was, was a guy I was really looking to get. And I thought Kevin Stefanski of the Vikings, OC for the Vikings, would have been a nice choice. Yeah. Or at least somebody to talk to. Right. But, you know, I guess they made their choice and went with it. We'll see. They like that guy. Or even Greg Roman, uh, the OC of the Baltimore Ravens, would have been okay, too. I mean, I, I just wanted to see get a guy that's a little bit, maybe a little bit more experienced. But, hey, I'm not going to doubt him yet. George, what do you think of this? Uh, now the Cowboys have McCarthy, of course. Spoke about this yesterday, uh, which is, you know, could be solid. We don't know yet. George I mean, he's can't not- stop laughing. He's just sitting there laughing and <laughs> laughing and laughing. Garrett? See there, oh, he's laughing. <laughs> I mean, uh, just for just for funny sake, I wish it would have been Garrett because I I would I would just laughed. Yeah. I was telling Jim before. <laughs> oh, you would have. I was telling Jim before the show how anyone could want to hire Garrett is beyond me for a okay right. coaching job. You just failed. You had ten years to do it. It wasn't like he didn't get wasn't given a chance. Jim and I have been railing about all season long how coaches don't don't get a chance nowadays. Right? They get fired. They have two years, three years max. We don't get things going here. Garrett had ten years. It didn't work. So if he had to be hired immediately, would have been like really. Yeah, Jerry Jones is right. People do want him. Yeah, that that had been enough, uh, funny in my mind. So I would have liked to have seen that. Just to see other teams go through uh, or other fan bases go through the uh, the pain that I've gone through. <laughs> I guess the the good news for the Giants. I sort of agree with Jim. I like the fact that they went outside the box. Mm-hmm. They didn't hire retreads. Yeah, you know, that's in some ways I would have liked Dallas to have done that. The thing is, I don't trust Jerry Jones to make the right choice. Mm-hmm. That's my issue with it. There. The bad news I think is, well, you didn't get your first choice. That seemed to be rule. You didn't get your second choice. By all reports, that was McCarthy. You didn't get your third choice. That was probably McDaniel's. By the way, what happened to him in all this? Did he not want? He still didn't get to be a head coach. Yeah, yeah. He kind of said he didn't want to come to the Giants. Right. So you didn't get him. So judges now you're a fourth choice minimum. That's not good. And the other thing I do wonder, someone pointed out, if you like if you like experience, and there is something to be said for that. Well, McCarthy's got 222 games. Rivera 147. Peterson seventy as a head coach, Judge is zero. Yeah, that's not voting well. But then again, you got to start from somewhere. Expecting that for Judge to the Giants to compete next year, so it really doesn't matter. By the time they're ready, he's he has his his experience anyway. But Mm -hmm. uh, I don't listen. I don't mind it. Jim said we. I don't know if anybody's going to tell you. Oh, I know all about this guy. No one really does. It's sort of a name that no one. I didn't hear anyone anywhere mention Judge as a head coaching job. So no one truly knows him. Well, it's a wait and see proposition. Let's face it. It's not like the NFC East is loaded with great teams. Right. Eight and eight, 
Granted, Philadelphia had injuries all year. Dallas probably underachieved. Washington's just a mess. So uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, see, it's crazy. Um, I just think it, it, they kind of pull a, a Jerry Jones here, the Maris. Uh, you know, pulling yes. a guy out of nowhere. I thought I thought the Cowboys would do that. Uh, and I'm looking, I'm looking at Jason Garrett just when he w- was an OC. Uh, his time as OC with Dallas in 2007, 2008, 2009, he did pretty well in terms of yardage and, and points for two, at least two of those three years. Uh, and then he was OC another year, 2010 for a while. Then he became head coach in the middle of that season. So as an OC, he did good. But that was years ago. You know, he's been a head coach for a while now. So I, I wonder, Jim Day, I think, I think maybe you're right that this is more of like, because he's got the experience, but they didn't want Garrett as the head coach. But he is more experienced than Joe Judge. I mean, Joe Judge has very little you know, experience. I be, he's basically a brand new coordinator um, in general. He, he's going to need someone to help him with game management, stuff like that, and uh, what, how pre- prepared during the week. And Gary can do that, mm-hmm. that, that sort of thing. So well, it makes sense an experienced guy right. uh, as an OC. Um, I wonder if Gary better off. They need. No, sorry, go ahead, George. I would wonder if Garrett or anybody else you know, that has a head coaching experience would be better as an, more of an assistant head coach. Is Judge really going to want to run Garrett's offense? I would think no. Yeah, right. We need a coach that's just for time management. <laughs> Every team needs Lock that. Manning. Don't laugh. Every team needs that. That's a true. guy whose job is just time management. There are coaching. A lot of coaching needs out there. All right, we'll be right back. Fantasy Football Frenzy on a hot Tuesday. You heard? Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Going up on a Tuesday, got your girl in the cut of she chooses. 
on a Tuesday. Tuesday. Welcome back. Oh, we played this. You know. Yeah, I know you're joking. <laughs> Gotta do it on a Tuesday, baby. All right, fantasy football frenzy. Lot of juicy stuff happening today. And the Giants, my new, our New York football Giants, me and Jim Day, seem to be the, uh, the joke of the day. Speak for yourself. It might be the joke of, <laughs> of the next two weeks. Um, I'm yeah. becoming a Buffalo Bills fan. I love the, the Bills. The only true New York team. I know. I love the Bills, man. I love the players. Love single they, are the only, they are the only true New York team. Why do we say the New York football Giants, by the way? The New York baseball Giants left forever ago. Get over because it. Because nobody cares Thank about God. the New Jersey Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but who says? Who said the New York football Giants? It used to be... Um, Every... I mean... It's, Berman. Berman was big on it. Yeah. He, uh, said it, but a lot of people... You still hear older people say it. But, you know, listen. The Giants went to San Francisco forever ago. Yeah. Okay? The yeah. New York Giants don't even play in New York. In New Jersey. Bad advertising. New York Jets also play in New Jersey. Um, well, the, the New York name carries a lot more oomph than New Jersey yeah, does. It really does. Marketing. Yes. It sounds better. <laughs> Jersey Giants, New Jersey Jets doesn't quite have the same ring to it, but it's all about marketing, baby. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's it. You get New York, you get New Jersey, you get both. You call hey, them look, the New the York New Giants. New Jersey Jets have New Jerseys. <laughs> Do it. So listen to this. Um, now nah, I lost my train of thought. Uh, yeah, so Matt Rule goes to the Panthers. He got, a what, I think a six- or seven-year offer. Giants didn't want to match it. They go with Joe Judge. It's just, I don't know, I, I'm not, like, like going to go crazy about it, but, you know, it's just a little odd, I think. I don't know. I feel like he's just a little too inexper- inexperienced. I wish he was, like, a DC or, or an OC or whatever for two or three years at least, you know? Something like Let's that. This is one thing I don't like about the way the system is built right now. Because now there's only one team left looking for a head coach, and that's Cleveland. Yet all the coordinators that are still in the playoffs can't really make you know any deals yet. And all the head coaching jobs are going to be done before the playoffs are over. So all those guys, yeah, that's all these not really great fair, coordinators right? on these top teams aren't going to get a shot at being a head coach. And to me, if you're looking for a head coach, why aren't you giving these top guys that first chance? The enemy, guys like that, you know, McDaniels, he said he didn't want to coach the Giants. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, whether or not the coach wants to work with Dave Gettleman or not. Yeah. I think that these guys have interviews and the system is not perfect. What are you going to do? Tell everybody they have to wait till February. That's not going to happen, you know. So yeah, there's no perfect. Oh yeah, way to no, do that. I, I, right. I'm not. I I don't say I have the right answer. I'm just saying that's one of the quirks of the system. I don't like. That's all. But th- those guys have it. BNME has interviewed. They just went uh, went a different direction. Now you want to argue what why they went that direction? Now we can have, play that game all night long. So I don't know if uh, and quite play. I'd rather play that. truth or dare. Well, that, you know what's cool? I think the Browns now pretty much get to wait as long as they want. I mean, why not? Wait till the playoffs oh, yeah. is over. You know they can, they can get whoever they want out of what's left. Yeah, out of what's left. They have some leverage now too. In some ways, it's a good situation for the Browns, right? Especially right. if they didn't want McCarthy. You know, I, I, I'm assuming the Browns weren't at the judge because once again, an unknown. If you didn't want McCarthy, well, you sort of get your second choice if you if you want the rule, right? So you get your second right. choice, and you got all the leverage, like you and said. You have all the leverage because he can't he can't demand anything. Where are you going to go? What you don't want this job? Yeah, go go 
be go a be a DC or OC somewhere else. You could be. All right. I guess. So you know? uh, it does. Huh? Not that you want to State do that. Looking coach. for a head coach. <laughs> well, so is Baylor. Yeah. So is Baylor. After uh, rule left, yeah. So, uh yeah. I don't know. I mean, like the Browns now could choose yeah anybody. Oh, the OC of Ravens, DC of the Ravens, whoever they want. Josh McDaniels. Uh, but this is interesting. The new. There's three New York football teams. You got Adam Gase on the Jets. Now you got Joe Judge on the Giants. And Kevin Gilbride is actually the head coach of the XFL New York Guardians. Ex-Giants offensive coordinator. Who actually, I feel like his first couple of years were pretty good, Jim. Am I wrong? I don't care. I'm not putting any effort into the XFL. I put so much (laughs) effort into the (laughs) AFL. And it just went away. Yeah. I, I studied on them. I knew all the players. I was ready for that league, and I'm not wasting my time again. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if the XFL is going to fold like the, the AFL did or whatever it's called. Um, it did the first time. I know. I know. So hopefully he learned from his mistakes the first time. But suppose he's got all these deals with Fox and this one and that one, you know, a lot of media deals. So we'll see what happens. But Gilbride could be possibly be the best head coach of the three. There's a chance that Gilbride's the best, and that's the New York Guardians right there. So, well, unfortunately, we won't know for a while. Well, except for the Adam Gaines part, we know he's done. Oh he's yeah, yeah, I don't know why he's still there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I, I'm not into the Gaze thing yeah, at all. But I mean, you want to talk about a, a team that's run worse than Giants? There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go, right there. Cowboys also. Just one more thing with the with the coaching carousel here. Cowboys may keep Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator under McCarthy, George. So what do you think about that? I don't know why. Uh, it's not like he really did anything special. Well, Jerry Jones, the uh, Jerry Jones is pushing for, for the Cowboys to keep him. The problem is, uh, believe it or not, Moore has an option, and that's to go back to, I think it's, I want to say Washington State, to be their OC, which you may say, well, that's a step down. But is he going to call plays with Dallas anymore? Probably not. That's what McCarthy does. You heard McCarthy talk yesterday saying that he believes that he should do that. So it depends on whether or not he wants to stay with Dallas, stay in the NFL, or go to uh, you know, go to the NCAA and possibly be calling your own plays again, whether or not he wants to do that. And I believe Washington State is his home team, whatever that means. I don't know if it's where he lived or where he went to college. Uh, but he had, does have an option there that he's mulling over. But apparently McCarthy is open to keeping him, but it would be one of those, you know, figurehead positions. Assistant yeah, you have it, assist- but you're not calling plays. So you're yeah. like a figurehead OC? McCarthy's calling plays. Yeah. You'll help develop these, uh, the, the game plan during the week, but I expect McCarthy to be calling plays on Sunday. See, the one thing I want to know about Kellen Moore, because you know, in the beginning of the preseason, we heard that he was going to change things up, and it seemed like he did at the very beginning, and it seemed to be working for the offense, and then all of a sudden, it just stopped. And they went back to the same old Dallas, run on first down, no pre-snap motion. None of the things that seemed to be working. And, you know, it, it almost seemed to me at the time that it was like either Garrett or Jerry Jones coming down and saying, well, we don't play football that way. We play it this way. Do it this way. Right. But I'd really like to know that answer. Was it Kellen Moore who just got washed away in, in the process and couldn't keep up? Or was it them coming down on him to go back to playing football the way they want to play football? I'd really love to know that answer. Yeah. Yeah, because you're right. Jerry, the first three games, they look pretty good. Go ahead, Jerry Jones sort of talked about that. Uh, sort of. Didn't really come out and say it. But when he apologized for that, he didn't do things perfectly this year either. Part of that was what Jim was talking about. And I, 
I'm sure we talked about this during the year as well, that we, we, we talked about how the offense changed. We wondered, did Garrett take back control? Apparently, Garrett did want to take back control. Mm-hmm. He said, if this is my final year, I want to be able to, I want, you know, I want to go out on my terms. I want to be able to call my plays and, you know, if I'm going to die, die by my sword and sort of. Mm-hmm. And Jones said no. But I do wonder if, what Jim said, if Garrett sort of went in there and told more, hey, we're doing this my way. You know, and I do wonder that. You know, maybe it was because the first three games were easy teams. I think they played the Giants, Redskins, and Dolphins first three offhand. And then the schedule got a little tougher and things went downhill. But I do wonder if more, you know, sort of fell to the pressure of Jason Garrett, what Garrett wanted. Or maybe what Jerry Jones wanted. I think that's fair to wonder. I'd like to an- I can answer that question as well. I think Moore being sort of a he was plucked out of nowhere. Let's face it, nowhere. Oh, Kellen Moore, you want to okay. be offensive coordinator? Hey, there you go. You can't be a backup quarterback anymore. You're an OC. I do wonder if he fell to that pressure of right. what Garrett wanted. Even if he still was technically calling the plays, I do wonder if he uh, was calling it more the way Garrett wanted. Because Jim's right. That offense changed drastically mm-hmm. after the first month of the season. Yeah, yeah, it did. And even though so. Dallas ended the season, the regular season, as sixth in points per game on the season, uh, 27.1, which is something they should have been at anyway, no matter who the head coach, because the talent is there. So, And a lot of that was garbage time stuff. A lot of that was, you know, coming from behind or whatever. Uh, so, you know, you can't look at it that way. Dallas has the offense to be putting up those points, and they should be. All right, fantasy football frenzy on a high Tuesday. Come back after this. Make sure you get on the grid. Sports grid. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
You want to be the next daily fantasy legend? Go for the green with DailyRoto.com this fantasy golf season. For a limited time, get free access to Daily Roto's PGA DFS product, including fantasy projections powered by Data Golf, PGA betting tools, and of course, the DailyRoto.com fantasy golf optimizer. Don't lay up, go for the green with Daily Roto. Head to DailyRoto.com and enter the promo code GREEN to access your free seven day golf membership. That is DailyRoto.com, promo code GREEN for your free trial. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. There you go right there. Fantasy ta- hashtag Fantasy Taz, Jim Day reads alongside George Kurtz, your boy, the closer, Chris Ventra. We are breaking down the coaching carousel, but we're done with that. I want to get an early initial reactions to uh, the divisional round and, uh, you know, obviously the spreads, over-unders, things like that, right? Um, so let's break that down. I already have predictions for all four games. I did a lot of research on Sunday and Monday, and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to throw some wages down, George. Um, So the first game on Saturday, January 11th, you have the Minnesota Vikings at San Francisco 49ers, okay? Plus seven, Minnesota. It started, I think it opened at plus six and a half. Uh, for the Vikings there. So, over under 45. I don't know if that moved. Might have, but might have been 45 and a half. But I like in this game, I have the, this is my initial. Let me guess. Let me guess. <laughs> yes. The score. Well, we know you like the 49. Yeah. Uh, so, here's my thing. Okay. This is what I want to say. Every, all four of the wildcard games, I don't know if you guys realize, I'm sure George did. Went under. All four. Okay? Because a lot of those teams just aren't that great offensively. A lot of those teams are very incomplete. This round is a whole different animal. If you think that a lot of these games are going under, I would disagree. I think three or four of these games are going over, George. This is a new round without the frauds. You're talking about the real teams now. We've been calling Green Bay a fraud all year. Oh, Green Bay. Don't kid yourself. Seattle, right, Green uh, Bay, and I would say Houston, Tennessee. San Francisco? No, not San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I got San Francisco 31-23, final, San, over. San Francisco San Fran's a fraud, too. Uh, the officials get the call right. They're not even here. <laughs> All right, they would have had to play last week. So uh, let's face it. We could have said that about a lot of games this season for San Francisco that they lost by like three. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, Seattle would have won that game, which is, it should have been called easy. Uh, was, that was worse than the uh, Kyle Rudolph push-off. But anyway, uh, one game. Yeah. Uh, now, there was another little uh, thing. A lot of the underdogs came in in Wild Card Weekend. Uh, what I will agree with you is that divisional round is generally where you get the better teams. That's, there's a reason they got the bye weeks. They've had the extra week rest, the extra week to prepare. And that's big. It's important. Yep. You know, it means a lot. Uh, obviously, in this uh, time of uh, the year, January, you want to check your weather. You know, Baltimore, KC, Green Bay. Not three of the greatest places to play in January. <laughs> Uh, especially KC and Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Gabe and I were talking yesterday. Baltimore, I believe, is mid-60s Saturday <laughs> night. Yeah, we're going to wow. have 60s on That's Saturday. That's nice. <laughs> wow. It is I supposed to be great. rainy and a little windy, but it's going to be 60s. That actually, I think, plays into Baltimore's favor. Because the Titans can oh, ground and pound all day. It, yeah. it plays into running backs' yeah. favors. So, or, right. you know, uh, I would say case, that plays to Tennessee's favor. 
Tennessee wants to run the ball. Well, no, but I think in the in those so, weather so games, Baltimore. it's harder to throw in, in the bad weather games. So that's why I'm saying it favors the Ravens because Lamar Jackson is the better quarterback overall, whether he runs or throws. It's supposed to, it's supposed to rain. Well, the rain doesn't. I don't feel. I feel like it wouldn't affect it that much. But the Titans can no. play in any weather because they ground and pound with Henry all day. I don't think the weather affects that unless you get some more extra fumbles. But that's you know. That game's also going to be played in about two hours, by the way, because the Titans and Ravens are going to run, run, run. They're, they're going to both going to eat the clock here. Yeah. Looking at by the way, point uh, this, it's not going to rain. Sixty-five degrees, windy, fifteen miles an hour wind. That could have some okay. effect on this game. Yep. But no, no rain. Oh. Overcast. And oh, boring. now they're saying no rain. Oh, that's cool. Overcast. And I guess I guess you could have some rain, but they're not predicting rain. Uh, in Kansas City, which is Sunday afternoon, 34 degrees. Not bad for that time of year. No. Nope. Uh, 10, 10 degrees, uh, 10 miles an hour. Green Bay, cold, 24. Okay. You know, that, that's a little cold. Only 8 mile per hour winds, but it's going to feel cold. 8 mile per hour winds are going to bring it, make it feel like somewhere Windchill. in the teens there mm-hmm. in, uh, in Green Bay. So we'll see how they deal with that. So... Uh, Overall, the weather is not bad. San Fran, if anyone cares, 57 and clear. So, nice day there. Right. So, uh, weather may not have a huge impact. 65 degrees, though. Damn. Yeah. Uh, that That's shocking. Shocking. Uh, I got to tell you. It'll be 60 I, here, too, in New York. So, yeah. I got to tell you, I would much rather, as a player, I would, well, 60 is not bad. If you can start getting into that 70s, I'd much rather pay in the 35-degree weather. Um, heck, I used to. Playing that with just my regular sleeves. I never had long sleeves on or anything. Because once you get out there and start moving, I mean, you're sweating. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, it is. Like the, the, the hardest time is when you come off the field. Like What's that, George? I even prefer colder weather. But uh, skill position players, they want it warmer. Yeah. I mean, quarter, quarter, well, they're pansies. Yeah. Oh, they are pansies. Right. That's why the skill position players, sort of what it equals. The pre- running prima backs, donna I would position. prefer a little colder, too, for the same reason Jim's bringing up. Once you're running around, you don't feel that. But I think your, your quarterbacks, your receivers, uh, they prefer the, the warmer weather. Easy to you know, grip that football, uh, especially for a quarterback. Cold weather, your hand gets slick, and the ball gets slick as well. Mm-hmm. It's harder to throw the ball. But the, the fact of the, the matter is, though, harder itself. <laughs> whether you might, you might have to deflate it. <laughs> weather, but here's the misconception. I feel like everybody thinks that rain, snow, this, that, plays a much bigger role than it does. Really, the wind could be the worst thing. Those 15-mile-per-hour winds in Baltimore. Wind is the worst thing. Yeah, that's the worst. And it really needs to hit somewhere around the 15-mile-an-hour range for it to be that effective on a game. Right. Otherwise, if it's less than that, then it really isn't that, you know, deteriorating to a passing game. But once it starts hitting that 15-mile-an-hour and more range, that's when you really start having trouble trying to move the ball through the air. Yeah. So, good point right there. So, the only game that really might be affected by the wind or the weather in general looks to be the Baltimore Ravens-Tennessee Titans game because there might be 15-mile-per-hour winds, as George said. Uh, Green Bay might be cold, but, I mean, you know, I, I, th- I don't game, think that's going to deter anything, really. It's going to feel like it's in the teens. It's effective. I mean, you're going to feel it. Well, yeah, I mean, they'll feel it, but they're still going to play their games. I mean, this is the one game. Seattle-Green Bay, anyway, is the game I, I'm taking the under. All the other games, I'm taking the over. I love the you know, over. I'm glad you circled back to that because I want to make a comment about how you're saying all four games were under. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went back, you know, this past weekend before the shows, and you know, I started looking into the scores of the different rounds, uh, and I picked the last seven years just because it just seemed 
easy and it seemed to fit on my notebook real good. Mm -hmm. Um, so I stopped at seven years, but, um, over the last seven years, like we had a game this past weekend, the new Orleans, Minnesota game that ended up with 46 total points over the last seven years. There've only been five games that have topped that in the, in the wild card round. You're saying right in the wild card round out of 28, there's only been five that have topped 46 points. That's wild. Not only that, the average score for wild card games over those 28 is 39.9. As soon as you go to the divisional round, again, this is still 28 games, it jumps up to 51.9. <laughs> the conference game is 50.4, but that's only 14 games. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the Super Bowl has been 50.6 uh, over the last seven games. So, yeah, the wild card over the last seven years has been notoriously lower scoring than the other three rounds. And that's a great stat, great point, and that brings me to don't get caught up with the under this week just because all the games went under last week. I mean, you had a lot of frauds in those games. I mean, you had a lot of frauds in those games. I mean, you could have expected New Orleans. What Even New Orleans, you said? Yeah, including yeah. New Orleans. Yeah. They showed themselves to be a fraud. They were at home, the place they love, in their stadium doing what they wanted to do, and they couldn't get it done. Yep. If they're a 13-3 season... I mean, you know, you got to beat the first team you play. You're the division winner. You're playing the Vikings. Yes, those two guys got healthy. Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen, they ended up playing a big part. But, you know, you didn't run the ball enough. You didn't do enough overall. You didn't clock manage the way you were supposed to. And uh, that's it. You're out. The Saints are out. Uh, that's why that buy is so important. So these, guys, these teams get rest and... You're talking about also much more high-powered offenses. I mean, San Francisco, I think, was second in uh, the NFL in points per game. 29.9 they averaged. Uh, You had Kansas City, 28.2. They were fifth. You have the rest of them, not so much. Green Bay, 23.5. That's why I think that game would be low scoring. I don't think Green Bay's offense. I mean, Aaron Jones is great. Devontae Adams, great. Rodgers didn't have a great year, but you know he's great. Uh, and I think Seattle plays them tough, so I think that goes a little under. But the rest of these teams put up points. The Ravens led the league, 33.2. So now all these teams that just barely won and put up 14 and 20 points, and I think they're getting blown out. I think we got a couple of blowouts on the slate here, guys, which I want to talk about uh, in this round because I think going from playing New England or Houston, teams that off, you know, or, or the Bills, I'm saying, like, Houston's going from the Bills to the Chiefs. I mean, that's a huge difference. You're going from New England, whose offense just didn't have enough firepower, to the Ravens. I mean, these, these are going to be high-scoring games. I'm telling you right now. All right. Uh, you guys, what do you think out of these four games will give you the highest total and will give you, you know, the, a lock over? Do you have a lock over in any of these games? Start with you, George Kurtz, before we head to the break. Do I have a lock over? No, not a lock over. Uh, to answer your question, which game do I think will be the highest scoring? It would be KC 30. Houston, but mm-hmm. uh, the, Vegas says that as well. That's why the overrun is the highest of the week at 51 here. Uh, that's the one I think will be the lock over, especially with the weather now cooperating. Mm-hmm. That's why I like. All right, there you go, right there. Over that over under actually has risen. Uh, I think it opened at 49. It's now 51. So everybody, yeah, banking on that. All right, fancy football frenzy. Be right back after this one more segment left in the program. We'll break these down even further. We got the whole week, baby. Get on the grid. Are you ready? 
for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast. SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. David Tyree, catch off the helmet. Lucky. All right, now, but we won two Super Bowls. Very happy about that. So all we got going for us right now, New York football giants. All right. It's It's paradise, baby. (laughs) Uh, Fancy football frenzy on a Tuesday. You got Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, George Kurtz, and your boy, the closer Chris Venture here, breaking down these games, early reactions. And like I said, guys, I think that the Ravens blow out the Titans. I think they blow them out. 35-17, my final score. And I also think the Chiefs blow out the Texans. 38-24. It doesn't look as much of a blowout because there's a garbage time touchdown. So it's really 38-17. Texans get a garbage time touchdown. Make it look a little better. 38-24. Because the Texans, quite frankly, besides, I think, the Seahawks, have the worst defense uh, of the playoffs of all the 12 teams that made it in. Uh, uh, the Texans are much worse than the Seahawks. They were worse than the Seahawks? So, yeah, there you oh, go. Oh, yeah, by, by a lot. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, and I don't think the Chiefs are going to have any problems. They got a healthy Damian Williams, who actually yeah, looked good. that's what good. we thought about New Orleans last week. You know what? It, it just... It's a different season. But Minnesota's a much better defense than that. Than the- well, they really weren't. Their secondary was trash all year. They were decent run defense, but their secondary was trash all year. I mean, yes, Xavier Woods so had a bad year. Weeks. Yes, I know. They all did. <laughs> but the, the running, but, you the, know, it, the run defense was solid. I, I just said that they yeah. did well. It was, you know, it wasn't great. It wasn't as good as it was in years past. But they did okay in the running game. The passing game, they were just terrible. 
Um, and it just goes to show you, this is a new day. You know, I mean, forget what happened in the regular season. Yeah. Now is the playoffs. And these are all grown men. And, you know, sometimes they just get tired of everybody telling them how bad they were. Right. That's why everybody discounted the Vikings, which I didn't like. I even brought it up during the week. I said, I think the Vikings have a shot. I was most confident about Seattle, which ended up hitting. But uh, same score as it was throughout the regular season at Philadelphia, same game. Um, I just, I don't know. The Vikings now fully healthy are, yes, they're a different team than they were at the end there. Uh, They're stronger to me, more complete than a Texans team. I mean, if you're the worst defense in the playoffs, I think you're going to get torched in this round. You know, it's going to be hard to, to keep the Chiefs, one of the best offenses in the league, from scoring 30. It's going to be very difficult, I think, for them to, to keep that going. Uh, then they got to play catch-up. I mean, their run game isn't great anyway. It's Carlos Hyde, who, who did, you know, a decent job last week. Did what he had to do. Got like 12 fantasy points. So if you have him in a fantasy playoff yeah, league. I'm not arguing with you on that point. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think Kansas, Kansas City's going to torch the Texans. Okay. So you, you think that's a blowout. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I do. I, I'm just saying, you know, I just, yeah, I, I think Kansas City at home. You know, Texans Tough got place to, to play. I didn't think they were going to get last week. Mm. I don't think they get that this week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking for the Texans' uh, defense here. They were the... Actually, Seattle was worse points per game. In de- oh, points per game. Okay, yeah, I wasn't checking that out. I, I, I was going fantasy points allowed. Uh, yeah. They're yeah, both it, bad defenses. They're both bad, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> Seattle gave up. 25, basically, a game. Houston gave up 24. So uh, Seattle was letting McCown uh, go up and down the field. He just couldn't get in the red zone. They, they pretty much uh, played bend but don't break. Right. They didn't break. You know, hey, you, you can win football games that way. You, you know, can. I was on Super Bowls that way back in the 90s when the defense was good but not great. Bend but don't break. Toughen down in the red zone is what Seattle did. Yeah. I mean, listen. The, the, I always like McCown. Yeah, McCown's a solid backup. He's just going to go in there and just. Start throwing the ball and not giving a damn. That's like a skill. (laughs) Reminds me of Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice. Very extremely tall version of Vanilla Ice. Uh, The the platinum hair. I I have no clue where that went. Yeah. I mean, but no, you know what? That's actually a skill. Vanilla Ice, give us a little something on that. I think that's a skill to be a backup your whole career and to be able to come into any game unannounced, uh, unprepared. To come into it, well, you're prepared. I mean, you, you should always be prepared. It's definitely a skill. Yeah, not you come in and just work. start slinging it. You know, right. so some guys aren't going to pay attention during the week because oh, I'm not going to play. So they, you know, they're fooling around, not taking the game plan seriously. Other guys, they pr- practice and prepare like they are going to come in. It's definitely a skill, and some guys won't complain about it. Which I guess, yeah, you can take that one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Is the guy happier about being a backup? Is he, is maybe he doesn't want to start. Just wants to be the backup here. Everyone loves the backup quarterback, right? <laughs> you know, because you never play. McCoy. Bad. <laughs> I love, uh, I know fantasy exec, shout out to the fantasy exec, Corey Parson. He loved Colt McCoy. I like Colt McCoy. He wasn't good, very good, but I mean, uh, I always rooted for him. You do root for the backups. I mean, sometimes the uh, underdogs. Um, but yeah, I mean, these are two defenses that are the worst. And you got the Chiefs who played play great. This is not last year's Chiefs. Their defense has been great pretty much all season. Uh, I just think this is going to be tough hill to climb for them. So those are your two blowouts, the two AFC games, basically. San Francisco, I think, wins, but I think it's a little closer throughout the whole game. 
31-23. And then the seven there. Uh, what's that? I'll take plus seven Minnesota there. Take plus seven Minnesota. All right. Yeah, that one's tricky. Take- I, I, I got to think on that one some more because look, let's face it, with Cook fully healthy, which he looked like he was, with Thielen back in fully healthy, they they could cause some yeah. fits for right. San Francisco's defense. Yeah. I agree. They play like they did Sunday. They will cause problems, and that's that's why I think they'll keep within seven. The problem is, I don't know what what Minnesota team's going to show up. You know, yeah, and that is the Green problem. Bay and that's at that Sunday night game or this team. We'll, 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 Beat New Orleans last week. Right. We'll see. And uh, it's funny because I really don't have throw. that. I, I really don't have that feeling about the 49ers. Just because I, I trust their head coach to make sure that their head's in the game. Yeah. From the start of the game on, you know, I, I just don't really have that. I, I don't know. Yeah. The, the, the difference in this game, I think, was going to be whereas the Saints only ran the ball 16 times in that game, you know, San Francisco's running the ball here a lot. I think you're going to see all three running backs get involved a lot here. Morstead, Coleman, and Breida are going to get a lot of touches in this game. I think it's going to be a he's lot of ground. Coleman on the sideline. What's Rob that? Breida and Mos- Don't even bother with Coleman. I mean, he's not. I know. He's really not good. Now. My only worry for this game for San Fran would be Shanahan getting cute. Once again, doing the, the, the paint where you want to prove how smart you are. Right. Play your game. You know, you're, you're, you're great at mismatches, right? You know how to put people in motion, put people in places where. They're, you're going to win the battle there. Don't get too cute, though. Just play within yourself, and San Fran will be just fine. Right. Ooh, ooh. Can I jump in here real quick? Because you bring up a great point of something I wanted to discuss anyway about the Saints game. Okay. Now, I know Taysom Hill had a good game, mm. but and Breeze didn't. But at some point, does anyone else think that the fact that they kept bringing in Taysom Hill and taking Breeze out of the Love game it. could have affected Breeze? Love it. Great point. Great point. I don't know. I, I think Why not? You got to get into a rhythm as a quarterback. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, you're doing something, and then the next thing you know, the backup's coming in. I'm sorry, though. You, that's no excuse. You're Drew Brees. This isn't a young quarterback here. This is a guy who's been around forever. That should not affect care. him. You need to get into a groove. I don't care who you are. I don't know. You got to get into some kind of groove. They say that about everybody. Look, even Tom Brady feels that pressure right. to get into that groove early. Yeah, Brady's and a prima Every Donna. time you keep bringing in this backup, look, I know the guy is talented. You want to use him. You want to get him on the field. Use him as a running back. Use him as a wide receiver more. You know, right. don't bring him in as your quarterback. I just it makes me nuts. <laughs> you got a uh, Hall of Fame if, freaking quarterback standing on the damn sideline. If you're on the defense, you are applauding as soon as Hill comes in and Breeze goes out. Yeah. Except for when Taysom Hill threw that bomb that was caught. But that bomb it was, was a bad throw. He got lucky. Right. The guy, I know. Guy was a duck twenty yeah. yards behind the defense. <laughs> you threw that too late. He should have threw that a little earlier to lead him. That was a, that was a wounded duck he threw. Yeah. That looked like an Eli Manning But he caught it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it was on the throw. caught it because he was so wide open. Yeah. If, if it had been a good throw, it would have been a touchdown. Yeah, it almost got tipped. Like, the guy just missed tipping it. Um, yeah, it was a bad throw. But I don't know. I feel like Breeze, like, that's no excuse. Breeze should have played better. Uh, or Breeze should have won the I, game I for I don't him. know. I just, that, that kind of stuff bothers me. I'm talking about getting too cute. To me, that's getting too cute. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I, Chris, I think you do have a point that Bree should be able to overcome that. And maybe that wasn't the reason at all. Maybe Bree was just terrible that day. Mm-hmm. But it, I thought the same thing as Jim. Why? What are you doing? Let Bree pray. Let him get into a groove here and go. Because Bree's never seemed to be comfortable in that game. I think it was more because they were able to get pressure up the middle. But it did bother me that Hill kept coming in and Bree's kept going out. Yeah. Just this here, here. Let the, I mean, he's whole, whole fame. Let him play. I do think it's all because Peyton getting a little too cute. Hill did have a great game, but 
But in the end, you might have been better off if just let Breeze play straight. Yeah. Yeah, I think Peyton uh, went a little over the top uh, in this game. You know, the, they didn't run as much. Uh, you have Kamara and Latavius Murray. And back and forth with Matt Nagy. <laughs> back and forth? Yeah, yeah. He just wanted to be as cute as Matt Nagy yeah. tried to be all year. <laughs> Nagy, I don't know. Well, Nagy actually, when he took over as OC, I feel like they did a little better when he took over, taking the uh, play calls. Um, but that's another story for another day. I will say this. This one game now. Seattle, Green Bay, I call it, or George might call it, the battle of the frauds. Um, two frauds here to me. I, I just don't think oh, either. Yeah. They're both very similar. Uh, well, exactly the same. They win yeah. games and no one knows how. Yeah. How well, did you win that game? Well, Green Bay, you how? can understand. Aaron Jones, right? Monster year from Aaron Jones. Uh, they ran the ball well. They played decent defense this year, Green Bay. Uh, I, yeah, Seattle gave up way more points. Huge for them. What's that? Two Smiths. The yeah, two the two Smiths, Smiths. on defense were huge with them. Blake Martinez. I mean, you got, there's pieces there. There's some rookies that play well, Donnell Savage. But I just think uh, in this game, I actually have Seattle, 24-20. I think, I know Seattle's banged up. They don't have their running backs, which I is huge. I know. In Green Bay, it sounds so hard to do. They barely beat Philadelphia. I know. I know. It's a, a hodgepodge team. Green Bay's had the extra week's rest here. It's in Green Bay. I can't. I mean, there's only one team Seattle would have beaten in the playoffs last week, and that's Philadelphia. That's it. There yeah. is nobody else the way they played that game. Their offense is shattered. Uh, no, I, I can't see it. I think Green Bay with that extra week's rest. The Smith brothers that Jim brought up are going to put a lot of pressure on Russell. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Green Bay wins this. It's the one game I probably, where I like the favorite a lot. I'll take the minus four here for Green Bay. I think they come through. I don't want to say easy, but I think that it's a comfortable win yeah. for Green Bay. I mean, I was thinking yeah, all I, I the same things. I always want to think that, too, and then I say, damn, Yeah, Russell, Russell wasn't Wilson. scared of the crap. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. Russell Wilson. Like, I could see him keeping this close enough, the defense doing just enough. It's not like Green Bay blew teams out of the water and scored tons of points this year. They didn't. They that's it. barely right. beat teams. They got one They're wide receiver. They have one They're wide receiver. Well, now two, maybe. Uh, with Lazard coming on, but even him, you know, he's very hit or miss. Right. You know, it's they Jimmy got Graham well. revenge game. What's that? Say so what? Jimmy Graham revenge game. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Graham. Graham revenge. Watch him have a big day. DFS play. There you go. DFS tidbit. He's probably they real cheap. The onside kick in overtime, they'll be just fine. <laughs> I just think the Seattle keeps it close enough, and Russell Wilson gets a big game-winning play to somebody. I know missing that running back keeps telling me that. Without his Carson or Penny or something, it's going to be hard for Russell Wilson to overcome this in Green Bay, especially. But I just have a feeling that one, Pete Carroll's the better coach than Lafleur. I think uh, maybe Seattle out coaches them. I think it's going to be real tight all game, low scoring. Uh, I I know everything says Green Bay, but I'm not taking all favorites. And this is the one game where I could see Seattle winning by some crazy thing happening in the last minute of the game or something. You know, one big turnover. Aaron Jones fumbles. All of a sudden, Seattle picks up the ball. It's a, it's a, you know, a turnover for six. You know, the, the game could change so quick in a close game. And I think Seattle just somehow edges them. I just have this feeling that San Fran is going to meet Seattle in the championship. Because we've had two great games with them already this year. I just see it happening. Uh, but well, back to the 90s, San Fran, Green Bay. San Fran, Green Bay, back in the 90s. All right. There you go right there. All right. Fancy football frenzy. We still got all week to talk about this.
poaching sale and everything else. All right. We'll see you guys next time. We out. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to miss you. Here's what you missed on Fantasy Football Frenzy. I didn't want it to end. The good news for the Giants, I sort of agree with Jim. I like the fact that they went outside the box. They mm-hmm. didn't hire retreads. Yeah, you know, in some ways, I would have liked Dallas to have done that. The thing is, I don't trust Jerry Jones to make the right choice. Mm-hmm. That's my issue with it there. The bad news, I think, is, well, you didn't get your first choice. That seemed to be rule. You didn't get your second choice. By all reports, that was McCarthy. You didn't get your third choice. That was probably McDaniels. By the way, what happened to him in all this? Did he not want he to, still didn't get... not to be a head coach? Yeah, you know, yeah well, he kind of said he didn't want to come to the Giants. Right. So you didn't get him. So judges, now you're a fourth choice. Minimum. Ah, that's not good. And the other thing I do wonder, someone pointed out, if you like if you like experience, and there is something to be said for that, well, McCarthy's got 222 games, Rivera 147, Peterson 70 as a head coach, Judge has zero. Yeah. That's not voting well, but then again, you got to start from somewhere. Really expecting that for Judge to, the Giants to compete next year, so it really doesn't matter. By the time they're ready, he's he has his, his experience anyway. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't listen. I don't mind. As Jim said we. I don't know if anybody's going to tell you, oh, I know all about this guy. No one really does. It's sort of a name that no one, I didn't hear anyone anywhere mention Judge as a head coaching job. So no one truly knows him. Well, it's a wait and see proposition. Let's face it. It's not like the NFC East is loaded with great teams. Right. Nate won it. We had to fill up. He had injuries all year. Dallas probably underachieved. Washington's just a mess. So uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, see, it's crazy. Um, I just think <laughs> it, it, they kind of pull a, a Jerry Jones here, the Maris. Uh, 
you know, pulling a guy out of nowhere. I thought, I thought the Cowboys would do that. Uh, and I'm looking, I'm looking at Jason Garrett just when he w- was an OC. Uh, his time as OC with Dallas in 2007, 2008, 2009, he did pretty well in terms of yardage and, and points for two, at least two of those three years. Uh, and then he was OC another year, 2010 for a while. Then he became head coach in the middle of that season. So as an OC, he did good. But that was years ago. You know, he's been a head coach for a while now. So I wonder, Jim Day, I think, I think maybe you're right that this is more of like, because he's got the experience, but they didn't want Garrett as the head coach. But he is more experienced than Joe Judge. I mean, Joe Judge has very little, you know, experience. I be, he's basically a brand new coordinator um, in general. He, he's going to need someone to help him with game management and stuff like that and uh, what, how pre- prepared during the week. And Garrett can do that, mm-hmm. that, that sort of thing. So well, that makes most sense of an experienced time. guy right. uh, as an OC. Um, I wonder if Garrett would be better off. They need- no, sorry. Go ahead, George. I would wonder if Garrett or anybody else you know, that has a head coaching experience would be better as an assistant head coach. Is Judge really going to want to run Garrett's offense? I would think no. Yeah, right. We need a coach that's just for time management. <laughs> Every team needs Lock that. Manning. Don't laugh. Every team needs that. That's a true. guy whose job is just time management. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.